always get a ton of questions related to home lawn care. And I can understand because homeowners may not know exactly when is the best time to perform specific practices. There's not really a guide that's available that kind of walks them through how to do things. So I can see why it would be so confusing. So today's episode is strictly everything that you need to know about fall home lawn improvement practices right here in Kentucky. So several people come into the extension office and they say, I have trouble establishing a good stand of grass. I've noticed several bare spots. I even have more weeds than I seem to have a desirable lawn grass. And so if you answered yes to several of those questions, fall is the absolute best time to carry out several home lawn improvement practices, and that just gives you an improvement of the appearance in your Kentucky lawn. So today on episode 11 of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast, I am diving in and sharing the top four secrets to help improving your home lawn this fall. For all the details, make sure you stay right here on the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Welcome to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. This gardening show will equip and inspire avid gardeners with weekly tips and tricks to help them navigate the gardening world. The show will also highlight specific growing requirements for several plants so the sun will shine brighter over their Kentucky garden. And now, here is that ray of sunshine, garden enthusiast and horticulture extension agent, Kristen Hildebrand, with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Especially since people are spending more time at home, there have been a lot more questions related to how to improve the appearance of the home lawn. But simply, people just don't know where to begin or even how to carry out the specific processes that they're looking for. And the good news is that today's podcast is going to cover the top four things on how to get started on improving the look of your Kentucky lawn. Now, I want to mention the Cooperative Extension Service has a ton of resources and publications that can help you guys. And one of the resources that you can pick up at your Kentucky Extension Office is called the Turf Care Calendar. And this specifically is concentrated on cool season lawn grasses here in Kentucky. So in Kentucky, we are in the transition zone. So that means that we can grow both cool and warm season grasses. But because of the research, we have found out that cool season lawns actually perform better for homeowners and in a home lawn type situation. So specifically, this publication is going to touch on cool season lawns that include Kentucky bluegrass, tall fescue, fine fescues, and perennial ryegrass. And the, the way that this publication is laid out is that you see the management practice listed at the top, and then you have each month of the year laid out. So January all the way to December. And then again, underneath those management practices, it's going to give you all those practices, including aerifying, liming, mowing, mower maintenance, nitrogen fertilization, when to put down pre-herbicides or pre-emergent herbicides for annual grassy weed control, post-herbicide applications for both annual grassy weeds and broadleaf weeds. Seeding for either renovation or initial establishment, sodding, and when's the best time for a curative and preventative white grub control. 
So there's a lot of good information in this guide. And when we mentioned that each month of the year is also laid out and it's color coordinated. So the green part is going to tell you or indicate when is the best time to perform that activity. And then the yellow part is going to give you the second best time to perform that activity. And then anything obviously in the white is a do not perform this activity. So as of October 2020, the things that you might want to be considering as the best time for performing any kind of home lawn improvement practices, those would include airifying, liming, mowing, and also nitrogen fertilization, post herbicides for broadleaf weeds, and also if you're considering maybe putting down some sod. So those are all things that are going to be in that green area to indicate when is the best time to carry out that specific practice. And for each of these practices, there's also a footnote that goes along with each of those sections. So specifically with airifying, that's going to be listed first. And it says here in the footnotes that not all lawns need to be airified or dethatched. These only need to be done if the soil is excessively hard or a great deal of thatch exists. And not all Kentucky lawns have a lot of thatch, but a lot of people out there do think they've got to do that. And for more information, you can check out airification and dethatching. And then it also gives a publication number, specifically AGR 54 on airifying and dethatching lawns. So this is a great way, especially if you have any of those cool season lawn grasses in your Kentucky lawn, to know simply when is the best time to perform the activity. And again, those are going to be listed in the green. And when is the second best time to perform those activity, which are also going to be listed in the yellow. So if you don't catch something during the absolute best time, then you can catch it on the second window or wave and still kind of get some success from it, even as you're doing that specific practice. So that's basically kind of the resource that you can obtain specifically from the Cooperative Extension Service is to check out Turf Care Calendar for cool season lawn grasses here in Kentucky. So the next thing that I'm going to share with you today as a secret is what is the best lawn grass for Kentucky? Now, I kind of already alluded to some of that, especially with the talking about the turf care calendar and the cool season grasses. But specifically, the other resource that I want to tell you about is that through the turf care type sections, there is specifically some information to know on selecting the right grass for your Kentucky lawn. It seems like turf type tall fescue seems to be the best and has proven through the research through the University of Kentucky to actually do the best. It seems like, though, some people are still thinking Kentucky 31 is the best type to actually sow for their home lawns. And I totally get that because several people have used it and said it comes up very good and it's something that their grandparents or parents had and they just continue on with that process. Well, the good news is that there's other varieties that have come out since then 
that have actually done better, performed better. They have better color. They also have a finer texture to it. And the best part is they're more dense, which meaning they're more compact, and they're going to perform better, especially against a lot of diseases and also weed pressure that comes into play in the summer months. So these grasses, the turf-type tall fescues, are going to do the best choice for most lawns across the region. So some of the best cultivars for here in Kentucky are going to be cultivars like Regenerate, Grade 3, Hemi, Catalyst, Bullseye, Falcon 4, Falcon 5, Torino, and Firebird. And all of these turf-type cultivars, again, have a finer texture a darker green color, which is very desirable for a home lawn type situation, and they're going to be more dense than Kentucky 31. The other thing to kind of think about as far as turf type tall fescue goes is that some of the other major qualities that they have are that they are very good traffic tolerance. So that means that they're going to handle a lot of traffic, especially if it's due to recreational type play, foot traffic, maybe you've got some other type of foot traffic on your lawn, so it's going to do well there. There's no serious insect problems that are associated with it. It's going to be very competitive against weed pressure. There's no thatch built up if you're worried about that. Little, if any, irrigation is required except obviously during drought type conditions. And then the other thing is that it's relatively fast to establish and germination generally occurs in about seven to 10 days. So those are all really good things that tall fescue can give you for your Kentucky lawn. Now with everything, there could be good things mostly, but then there's gonna be some slight drawbacks. So just to make you aware of some of those issues that can come into play, Turf-type tall fescue is generally going to require more frequent mowing than Kentucky bluegrass to look its best. The leaf blades can shred if the mower blades are not kept sharp. So that's one of the things that you want to do as a homeowner is to keep those mower blades sharp. And brown patch disease may be an issue, but specifically it's only during the hot, wet summers. So not every summer is going to be the same in Kentucky, but it's only when it has the conditions that it's hot and it's going to be a wet summer. And then the turf has little resiliency and lateral spread is sometimes very slow. So those are just some common drawbacks, but if you are looking to some other cool season grasses or say even warm season grasses, you can check out our publication at the University of Kentucky on selecting the right grass for your Kentucky lawn. And at the end of the show notes, I'll post that link if you want to check it out. But again, it just seems like turf type tall fescue seems to do the absolute best. So number three is all about soil test, soil test, and again, soil test. So the secret to having a nice looking yard is by conducting a soil test. I often say that the secret to good plant growth is through the soil, and by testing the soil, this process gives homeowners the exact recommendations for lime and fertilizer rates that are needed to reach optimal plant growth. So to improve the appearance of the lawn, first start with the soil test. So the way that you're going to test for a home lawn to test your soil, if you've never done it before, 
You want to sample about the top two to four inches of soil and you can use a garden shovel or a trowel or if you want to invest a little bit of money, I would highly encourage you to invest in a soil probe, which gives you a perfect core each and every time. So what you're going to do is you're going to collect soil from the different locations in your yard at random and make sure to avoid getting any sort of grass clippings or leaves whenever you're sampling. This can alter your sample, and again, to do a soil test, we just need straight soil. Now, some people will sample their front yard separately from their backyard, and we see that a lot. And if you have a large area around your home, as far as your lawn goes, then some people will break it down. Here's my front yard, and here's my sample from my backyard, because I'd like to do it differently. And that's perfectly fine. I've even seen some people break it down into side yards if they want to do that as well. Now, whenever you're collecting your soil, again, at that two to four inch depth, make sure you put the soil in a clean five-gallon bucket. Go ahead and repeat this process about 10 to 12 different times and mix all the samples together. Again, remember to avoid any kind of grass clippings or leaves when you sample. Now, if it's rained for, you know, a little bit and you've got some excess moisture in that soil, allow that sample to dry on newspaper for about 24 hours. After you've collected your soil sample, go ahead and bring your sample into your local extension office. There may be a small fee that you have to pay, but I promise you this, that it is well worth every penny and every dollar amount that's needed because it gives you the exact recommendations on what you need to apply as far as lime and fertilizer and everything that you need to know. So just know that you'll have to give your person who's taking in your sample some basic information about the crop being grown. And generally what happens is that once we get all that information, we'll send it off. And then what happens is that the results come back to the extension agent that's in charge of that particular area. They look it over, it maybe highlight it, write some notes to you. And so generally, the most it takes is about seven to 10 days to be processed. So really, it's fairly, fairly quick. And it gives you, again, the exact measurements of things that you need for improvement in your home lawn. Now, my final tip that I have for you today is also something that you can do right now in the fall for October is fertilizing your home lawn. So fertilization is an important part of maintaining a home lawn. And here in Kentucky, again, cool season grasses can be fertilized right now. And if you fertilize in the fall, the root system is going to be a lot stronger. It's going to be able to make it through the winter months. And then whenever the spring gets here, it's going to look really, really good. So it's good to think about fertilization, not only in October, but September, as soon as you can do it. And then November, you can even get into that month. I think just the tad bit, first part of December, if you split it up. So now the other thing that you want to think about whenever you're fertilizing your lawn is the number of times that nitrogen fertilizer is going to be applied. So depending on what lawn quality that you desire. 
So most general home lawns with no irrigation are going to be maintained at the low to medium maintenance levels. And both of these levels require either one or two applications of nitrogen. And so you want to make sure you have that soil test in hand to know the exact recommendations for your home lawn. So really take advantage of your soil testing service, get your soil tested, and then you will know exactly how much fertilizer as far as nitrogen needs to be applied for your Kentucky home lawn. And if you do all of these things that we mentioned, performing it at the right time, selecting the right grass for your Kentucky lawn, make sure to do that soil test first and then fertilize, you're going to be doing so much better than, say, your neighbors if they hadn't performed any of these steps. Now, I know that these top four ways to improve your home lawn is going to be a good starting step. But I also have a free resource that I want to offer to you today as well. And this free resource will help you improve the appearance of your home lawn. Plus, it'll give you other things that you need to do for your home lawn, such as mowing, aerifying, how to uh, calibrate your fertilizer, and so much more. Even things like controlling moles for your yard and also maybe getting into some grub control as well. So this free resource that I'm offering up today is called the Home Lawn Improvement Guidebook. And this guidebook will assist you in making the best decisions for how and when to improve the appearance of your home lawn here in Kentucky. So this guidebook will assist you in making those decisions for when and how to improve the appearance. And material in this guidebook is obviously provided by our specialist through the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service and even other extension professionals. So it's something that you will need and it's something that's reliable and it applies that research-based information that we have available. So I hope you take me up on getting a resource book from us on the Home Lawn Improvement Guidebook. If you'd like more information about that, make sure to visit me on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. Now, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. And if you want to check out more resources from today's show, make sure to see the show notes that will be posted on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. You can visit the blog at warrencountyagriculture.com. To stay up to date on all the latest episodes, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. As always, gardeners, keep digging into gardening and remember to add a little sunshine. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast with Kristen Hildebrand. If you enjoyed today's content, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to catch future segments of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Gardeners, keep on digging and learning more about gardening so the sun shines brighter over your Kentucky garden. The Sunshine Gardening Podcasts with Kristen Hildebrand is a production of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.